Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture, and then we dissect it and see what life lessons that we can learn for our own lives based on what is going on. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. You are so welcome. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I am in your fandom. I feel like I might be talking a little bit slow or drowsy this episode because unfortunately, I am sick. (coughs) Boo, you whore. I know. I'm so annoyed. It's like the fifth time this year I'm constantly succumbing to these viruses and bacterias. I'm over it. Like, get out of my body. Stop invading my body, you gross little cells. Nasty. I got sick, I think, from my boyfriend. He has been sick for like two weeks and he kept telling me, yeah, I'm sick, but... I'm not contagious, don't worry. I took antibiotics and I was like, what if what you had is a virus and I get the virus? Because yeah, the bacteria is dead, but the virus isn't. He's like, no, I saw a doctor, but he didn't really see a doctor. He saw his friend that he knows in person who is a doctor who he like ran an idea by. Like he didn't have a real appointment. So really he has no idea what he had. And then there I was sharing all these bodily fluids with him, trusting him that I won't get sick. And then I did. So me and him have beef and I'm actually annoyed if your boyfriend was sick and he told you he wasn't contagious or your girlfriend would you like still make out with them what is it's because i feel like that's a tough one you don't want to be rude and not make out with them or whatever but you don't want to get sick whatever i'm annoyed but i guess i'm over it there's a lot of crazy shit we need to talk about on today's episode though so i'm gonna try to keep the energy up it's a lot of insane shit including a new serial killer that is going around California. I'm not even kidding. A legit s- a series of murders all about one person who's doing them. And then we, of course, need to talk about the Kanye West takedown that is going on. Every celebrity is jumping on top of him, dogpiling a Kanye West hate train. And I'm talking about Jaden Smith, Khloe Kardashian, Haley Bieber, Gigi Hadid, Kendall Jenner, everyone is against Kanye and it's about damn time, honestly. So we're going to just talk about what everyone is throwing at him. And then we're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff today because why the fuck not? I feel like I'm going to do a segment that's going to make us laugh and just a bunch of lighthearted tea like Chris Pratt being the new Mario and Velma from Scooby-Doo who has finally come out as a lesbian and Jojo Siwa talking about her gay awakening James Charles talking about getting swatted by the FBI. So many hilarious things. So definitely look forward to that. But before we get into everything, if you could just rate this podcast five star and Spotify and Apple podcast, it would make my whole day and make me get cured of this sickness even faster. You're already here. You may as well do so. Leave a cute little review. Screenshot yourself listening to it. Post it to your Instagram story and tag me because I always hit everyone up when they do that. And I love chatting with you guys. It makes my whole life. So do that, and yeah, class, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take, take your seats, classes, and session. Something 
Just in time for spooky season, I guess, there's a good old-fashioned new serial killer on the loose. I'm talking like 70s, 80s, good old-fashioned, just murder after murder. Really, we cannot catch him. Like back in the day when they had no DNA technology or whatever, and you could literally kill anyone you want as long as no one was there. And then just say you were at the movies or taking a shit for a prolonged period of time and no one could prove it was you. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Maybe this is promo for the new Dahmer series on Netflix. I don't fucking know, but it's not. That was a joke. But there's a new serial killer in Stockton, California. So on the north side of California, it's actually so scary. But don't worry, all of our beloved celebrities in L.A. are safe because that's more on the south side. But in Stockton, California, a presumed male serial killer has killed six people already yeah six may not seem like a lot but that's a lot that's a high ass body count and it's actually flabbergasting that someone can commit six consecutive murders and still not get caught that makes me like lose hope for humanity and even just speaking about this i get the chills after watching all these true crime stories and now hearing about this killer i can't even walk around my own house at night because i think someone's looking at me through the window i am really spooked this spooky season and i I honestly wanted to stop. I do not like being scared. It makes my tummy hurt. But anyway, he killed five people from the months of July to September. And he killed one person last April. So police don't really know why he took that kind of break. But they think all the murders were him because they were all done in the same way. They didn't fully know if the April one of last year, 2021, was connected. But... He did the same style of killing, so they're assuming that it was that person and it was in the same area. So basically what he's doing, and this could happen to you, this could happen to anyone. I really think if you know someone in Stockton, California, or anywhere near that in California, you should tell them right now. So he's ambushing people at night who are alone. He's just lurking around in a total disguise. It's It looks like something out of a CSI episode. He's wearing black jeans, a black sweatshirt, a black hood, and a COVID-style face mask with, like, sunglasses on at night. And he's going around killing people by just stalking them while they're walking alone, seemingly for no reason. He's just a night stalker. And then shooting them when there's no one there to help them. And super quickly, he'll just go up to them, shoot them enough to kill them. Like, all these people are dying on sight. And then he'll just continue walking. And it's so scary because there's only one video of him and it's from his back on someone's house camera. But there's no trace of what he looks like. There's no trace of his face. It's just his back as if he's so intelligent that he knew it would just get his back. I want to believe in a perfect world that these serial killers are like demented and stupid and just so crazy that there's no way they could be that intelligent. But this guy seems very smart. Um, something else that is really scary about him is that he's only killing what well, people thought. This is what it was suspected first, that his victims were adult males who were Hispanic or at least half Hispanic, 21 to like 60 something. It seemed to be all males or maybe males just walk late at night more. We're not sure why it was Hispanic. Um, but people were thinking that was like his demographic of people that he was murdering. And then he had a seventh shooting 
and he shot a woman. And this woman, again, was by herself alone at night and she was camping by herself, which, I mean, come on, girl. Like, that is so scary, so fucked up. As a woman, you're going to go camping at night? In this day and age, I'm not trying to victim blame, but it just seems like a a risk. You know what I'm saying? Being alone at night in the woods. So I think what this guy does is just walk around at night and find someone who's by themselves so he can like get off on killing them. But the woman who he shot said that she was camping by herself and she heard someone outside of her tent like walking around. Like put yourself in those shoes. You're sleeping in a tent. You hear some bushels in the leaves and you're trying to calm yourself down that it's nothing. And then you keep hearing it. You keep hearing footsteps around your tent. Why the hell would someone be around your tent? And you open it up and you actually see someone disguised in all black and he shoots you. This woman thankfully survived, but she was, she was a black woman. So not Hispanic, not a man. She was 46 years old and... She described him as about five foot ten, somewhere between there and six feet, with a thin build and wearing a dark colored hoodie and um, with the hood pulled over his face and a COVID style mask. How terrifying at that rate. It could really be anyone. And this guy walked with a weird. Like just that kid who we all know that kid in high school who just was odd, a little bit off and everything about them was odd, like even their walk. This guy was walking. He's very lanky with just like a crooked walk. He just seems like such an evil being just down to the core, just very mentally fucked up. Obviously you have to be mentally fucked up to kill someone, but he just seems all around like that type. And the scariest part about this is that the police in Stockton have no leads. This guy is just out there, pistol in hand every single night. Everyone there should be so afraid. The cop said, what's weird is that even though we're working around the clock and we're getting lots of calls and tips right now we don't have any workable leads they don't even have a trace of this guy this guy's just free roaming how to get away with murder he should be on that show it's honestly so disheartening that something like that can still happen and it's getting so bad that they're offering a 152 sorry 125,000 reward for anyone who gives them a lead that results in his arrest. So if you want to go play The Purge or you want to go play Catching a Killer in California, you want to risk it for the biscuit, go there and try to find him. But girl, I would not test your luck because he's quick, he's fast, he doesn't even like foreplay. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, he has to go to the bar and seduce you and offer you money and take you home and play the exorcist and then tell you he's going to eat you. Like this guy just ambushing you, shooting you and walking away cold-hearted. I don't know what he gets out of that. We don't know what his mission is. The cop said, we don't know what his motive is, but we do believe that it's mission oriented. I don't know if this is weird to say, but I hope it's mission oriented. And I hope he's not killing people for just the the thrill of it, but maybe that's what killers do. I feel so stupid because the day, the day I learned about this, like a few days ago, the night before I was walking around in Chicago, like for a few blocks completely by myself at like 2 a.m. And I was getting like weird feelings that someone was watching me and I should walk super fast or I should have asked my friend to walk me to my car, but I didn't. But now I'm going to make that just a part of my day. It's brutal out here. You can't like be caught slipping out in public in 2022 anymore, especially, I mean, if this case, if you're a Hispanic male or a woman these days, all of it is so scary. So what can we learn from this? Do not walk alone at night. 
or in any situation, even if you feel slightly unsafe, ask to be walked somewhere, ask to be walked to your car from a store or any business that you're in. Stay the night wherever you are. Better safe than sorry. Just be hyper aware of your surroundings because you never know how many fucked up people there are in the world and you don't want to just be at the wrong place at the wrong time. So a little bit of healthy anxiety, I think we could all benefit from. Okay, so now we're going to talk about things that just made me laugh this week. I feel like I'm sounding so sick right now, so subdued, and I kind of am. Being sick really, like, engulfs my body and my mood. It's my least favorite thing in the whole world, and I'm really feeling just like a slug right now. So just bear with me. But we're going to talk about something so fun. I just feel like all of these topics have made me laugh in the past week, and I was like, I need to talk about some funny-ass shit on my podcast instead of all this traumatic dark shit the first thing i want to talk about i mean just this sentence is funny that chris pratt white ass bland american baloney sandwich chris ass pratt is voicing mario it's a me mario imagine chris pratt saying that i really cannot um i i don't even think chris pratt has that in him i really think the only person chris pratt could play in a movie is chris pratt he i I just don't see any other layers to him there he should really just play himself but he is playing mario and the mario stands because there's a lot of them and i I, i'm not upset with that i think being obsessed with your favorite game your favorite video game your favorite cartoon into an old age is a sign of just um maybe like a good relationship with your childhood. (laughs) Like you don't have that much childhood trauma that you don't suppress that. So, uh, fuck. Yeah. Never let go of your inner kid. I really love like Pokemon, but I simply don't have time to play Pokemon. Pokemon is like Minecraft to me. It's kind of a waste of time. There's no really like goal. I, I understand there's a goal to like beat the, all the gyms and stuff, but like, then what just buy anyway. People were so excited for this. People were anticipating the fuck out of this whole release. Some of the tweets said, a lonely, damaged, hopeless nation braces itself to hear Chris Pratt's Mario voice. And that had 100,000 likes the night before it was released. This tweet says, last day I'll wake up not knowing what Chris Pratt Mario sounds like. So people were really wanting to put him to the test. Can he be this Mario that we all need? Because Mario's voice is iconic. It's, I I really can't remember much other things that he says besides like, it's me, Mario. That's really all I can imagine. But having to speak like that for a whole movie, this could have been a harder accent to pull off than Gaga had to do for um, House of Gucci. You know what I'm saying? I need Chris Pratt to be method acting Mario, jumping up and down in the streets falling over if he hits a mushroom growing if he hits a good 
Mushroom. I need him to be wearing overalls. I needed him to really commit to the character. But they put out a little teaser the night before, and it said, Chris Pratt says his Super Mario Bros. voice is unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world. So people were so excited. They really thought he knocked it out of the fucking park. And then the trailer came out yesterday, and this was his voice. What is this place? Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. So apparently Mario is no longer Italian. Apparently he is just a basic white man who speaks Central America English. Yeah, it it really was like nothing we've heard in the Mario universe before because it's literally just Chris Pratt's voice. So you can imagine Twitter, who already doesn't even like him, dragged the fuck out of him. They were saying Chris Pratt saying he works so hard on the Mario voice only to sound like Chris Pratt is the funniest thing. That had 50,000 likes. This one says... Watching the Super Mario trailer and Mario speaks and it's Chris Pratt doing his best Chris Pratt impression. <laughs> this one says, me listening to Chris Pratt's voice come out of Mario's mouth and it's someone like holding their chest in pain. This person said, who would have thought that Chris Pratt's big secret voice in the Mario movie would just be his normal speaking voice. So yeah, people were very upset by this. And I'm very upset by it too. Why are we stripping Mario of his Italian swag? This almost seems like some kind of stripping of culture, cultural appropriation. And I'm very disappointed by this accent. People are really sticklers about accents in movies. But I, to be honest, I don't care if Lady Gaga can't do a good Patricia Reggiani or Jennifer Lawrence can't do a good Russian accent in Red Sparrow. I care that Chris Pratt can't do a good Mario. How is he going to go from it's a me to it's a me, Mario? I really feel like anyone else could have done a good job. And I, this is just adding to another reason why we all don't like Chris Pratt. Uh, why didn't they just get the person who voices Mario in the video game to do that? Do, do they just need a big name? I feel like Ryan Reynolds could have done a good job. He was so good in Free Guy and he's so good at... Uh, he, 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 he did a voice for the, po- uh, the Detective Pikachu movie, right? Yeah. Oh, no, he was in... But was he animated in that? Either way, I just think he would do such a great voice. And Ryan Reynolds is a white man who knows how to remix his sound, put some spices on his voice. So I really would have appreciated that. If I could do one voice in Mario, it would be Peach. (laughs) Because all Peach does is moan and complain. Like, all I've ever heard her do is stand at the top of the castle and be like, Oh, Mario. Oh, my God. I, I could literally do that so well. You would have... In the whole two-hour movie, you would have two lines of dialogue and then just a bunch of other moans. Ah! Mm, Bowser! Like, e- e- easy. Easy 10 mil. Let me voice Daisy. I'm gonna send them a letter. Anyway, this is a good thing that's going on in the cartoon world, and that is the biggest mystery of the Scooby-Doo universe the sc- that the Scooby-Doo gang has ever had to solve. Velma's sexuality. It's finally solved! She's a lesbian. <laughs> Woo. It's like a gender reveal party, but like a sexuality reveal party. It's so funny because they finally announced she's a lesbian. I'll tell you how. But when you Google Velma on Google right now, you should try it. Just go to Google, type in Velma, and it rains confetti and gay flags and lesbian flags. It's hilarious. It's really a whole ass celebration. And I know some nerdy who worked at Google was programming it to do that. And I'm so happy about this. Um, but to be honest, this was not a surprise to anyone. People have been suspecting that Velma 
and her turtleneck sweater and her little skirt was a lesbian for a long time. She really wasn't fooling anyone. If Velma was your favorite growing up, you're, you were obviously a lesbian. Like That was one of the first telltale signs for all of us. And if your favorite was Daphne growing up, you're a gay man. I don't make the rules. That's just the deciding power each child has to choose their favorite. One day, if your favorite is like Fred or Shaggy or Scooby, sure, you could be straight. But if your favorite was Velma or Daphne, nope, LGBTQ. LGBTQ, you're... I'd rather be dry, but at least I'm alive. Now we know why Velma was always looking for her glasses on the floor. She just needed an excuse to get down on the floor and look up girls' skirts because she is a lesbian. She said, jinkies. Her ass is fat. But anyway, so the the Scooby-Doo universe is getting a new show. And in this new show, she there's a new female character that is being introduced, and her name is Coco. And in one of the scenes, a blushing Velma is smitten at the sight of this new character who kind of looks a little bit like Velma too. She has her own turtleneck and oversized glasses. And in a later scene, Velma denies that she has a crush on Coco. She's in gay denial. But then she goes to Daphne and admits that she really does have a crush on Coco and she doesn't know what to do and she needs some helps diving into the lady pond and going to approach her crush and i love that that is so poetic that she finally got to come out and i didn't like growing up i didn't really think about it but it honestly makes so much sense it isn't like one in five people are gay like one of the people in the the scooby-doo cast were fucking gay and velma i didn't know was a lesbian icon all this time so i'm so happy that the lesbians are getting this it's a win for the L in the LGBTQ and there's apparently been some gay suppression in the Scooby-Doo world because the writers and producers who kind of like originated the series said that Velma was always supposed to be a lesbian and she was always coded to be a lesbian that way but there was pushback by studios that wouldn't really run the show and depict her as a lesbian on screen because their profits would have been damaged if one of the gang members was a lesbian Someone who works there said, but the studio just kept watering her down and watering her down, becoming ambiguous. Then, nothing. Not really letting her embrace her queerness at all. They just had to water her down to nothing. And then she finally had to then have a boyfriend and totally pretend to be straight. So it really just got straighter and straighter for Velma, but she's finally coming out. I'm coming I'm coming out. Okay, and then there were some amazing tweets about it. Duh. This person said, they finally said Velma is a lesbian. And I said, no, Velma made lesbians. (laughs) This person said, glad that Velma Dink, Velma Dinkley? I didn't know that was her last name. Glad that Velma Dinkley gets to be an official lesbian now. But this is extremely unfair to my man Shaggy. If we're making all of the old rumors true, we must let him smoke weed. I'm in it. Is li- it is legalized. I think he should be allowed to, you know, light up. This person said, Velma being gay is actually massive. We're at a point in time when this is a major character full of decades old history and fans get to actually be, and she gets to actually be a lesbian now, and that's just a part of her character now. Sometimes we need to celebrate these wins. And I totally agree. I think this is one small step for lesbian, one giant leap for lesbian kind. Velma couldn't stay in the closet forever. 
she would have gotten away with her closeted identity too if it wasn't for those big old titties that coco has so i'm so happy for them slay gay velma and apparently they're making an adult version of scooby-doo soon which i'm so excited for we better get some sexy fried action better get shaggy blown out of his mind high up in space so stoned scooby better be a vicious ass dog with a d-a-w-g and velma better have some lesbian scenes in there and i should get cast as fred so yeah speaking of lesbians another one of the most world famous lesbian jojo siwa posted a tiktok this week and she told us about her lesbian origin story every gay person has them when they finally realize that they are attracted to the opposite sex and realize that they are bound to eternal damnation for being gay I'm kidding. It's actually such a, a, a beautiful moment in a young gay person's life. And Jojo told us the first time that she considered that, hey, maybe she would like girls in a TikTok. And I thought it was so funny. It went really viral. So here it is. One thing about me is that when I was 12, Sammy Lovato came out with the song Cool for the Summer. I really, really liked it and listened to it all the time. I did not know what it meant back then, but now that I'm much older and I understand, I know what it means. Then a few years later, Jenna Dewan went on Lip Sync Battle. She did a really great Magic Mike number. I pretty much watch it every day. Little me, she didn't know she was gay until a couple years later, a man was my first date and he wanted to have sex with me and I did not want to, never wanted to, grossed out by the thought of it, immediately knew men are not my thing, women are my gig, gotta go. I love that. Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato is like Gen Z's I Kissed a Girl. And I'm happy for Demi that she at least has that. Demi at least did one thing right. And I, I know Demi can sleep peacefully at night knowing that she awokened all these lesbians by singing about tasting cherries and wanting to take a bite. Ew, I can't even say that seriously. See, and I know I'm gay because I can barely even remember what Jenna Jawan Tatum looks like. But I can, of course, remember what Channing Tatum looked like in Magic Mike. When it comes to my origin story, when I was gay, first of all, I would love to hear about your guys's. If you want to like DM me them, I think that'd be so hilarious. I could like say them on the next episode. I think that would be so funny. So DM me if you are gay, your origin story. I would just love to read them, respond to you. Um, mine, I think it's pretty similar to hers, but it was a music video and not a performance. This came out like all these things that I'm about to say that were like my kind of awakening. They came out from the time that I was like 12 to 14 when you start to like realize it's it's those those are the the years to quote Kylie Jenner the years of realizing things and everyone around you is just realizing stuff (laughs) so the first thing is one of the Jennifer Lopez music videos and if you're gay you already know what I'm about to say but it's the one for her song I love you poppy oh so amazing and the whole concept of the video is that they want to objectify men the whole video Jennifer and her friends they are getting these silly little stereotypical treatments by Jennifer's team in like the opening scene. And they're like, you should do this music video at a carnival or just do sexy dances or, you know, objectify yourself as the woman singing the song. And she was like, no, I want to objectify the men. So it's just like 50 men in like underwear and their booties are out and they all just look so mm, 
that definitely got me. I think I watched that like 50 times at least, and I still go back and watch it sometimes. Um, I think something else was Wizards of Waverly Place. The the brothers, Max and Justin, for sure. I wanted to be Alex, and I wanted to be with Max and Justin. Um, Justin is a daddy wizard. His his arms, I mean, come on. It was specifically Justin. His Italian sausage. Ew, I'm so sorry. But, have I mean, have you guys seen that picture of David Henry getting arrested at the airport? And his, like, thing is, oh, my God. You Just, just look up David Henry getting arrested at the airport. Something else, Henry Cavill as Superman, definitely. I'm trying to think of what else. I don't even know, but I feel like those were the main ones. And yeah, I love that JoJo kind of like talked about that. If, th- if that could be a trend on TikTok, I would love to hear everyone's because it's just so funny. And I think it's really just like telling stories. <laughs> it, it, it really tells a lot of, about a person what like woke them up in that way. You know, it has to it had to have been something pretty powerful. So speaking of a gay on TikTok, James Charles did that trend where you tell a story while the instrumental of Super Freaky Girl is playing in the background like you basically tell a really traumatizing crazy story well the instrumental to Nicki Minaj's super freaky girl plays and it's supposed to be funny because like the instrumental so not serious and supposed to be sexy but you're kind of going on a rant about one of the most sad or traumatizing times in your life and James Charles did it and it was the funniest story about how his fans like leaked his address and someone said that he had like some hater or troll who one of the millions of people who don't like James Charles said that he had like bombs and hostages at his house. So the FBI literally went to his house and swatted him. And it's the funniest story of my life. Just prepare to laugh. It's hilarious. One thing about me is when I was 19, I moved into my first home, but my address leaked. It became a big problem because fans were showing up and my neighbors were like, James, what the fuck? So I tweeted and I said that I love my fans, but not at my house. That is not appropriate. Well, that backfired really fast because later on that night, I got swatted. What does that mean? You're probably asking. Well, don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. It was 3 a.m. and I was sleeping when I was awoken by pounding on my door. And I thought, oh my fucking God, if this is a fan, I am going to commit a crime on my front porch. Well, it turns out it was not a fan at all. It was the SWAT team at my house. Well, I walked down the stairs in my underwear and before I got to the door, I looked out the window and there were several policemen running by with massive shields and massive guns. Yes, there was a red dot on my forehead and I was going to die. At that point, (laughs) I was already crying, but I opened up my door and I said, what is going on? The officer said, get on the ground! So I got on the ground and said, there's nothing here. And he said, how many hostages are in this house? And I said, zero. There are no hostages. It's me and my roommate and my little dog. And he said, where's the bomb? And I said, sir, there is no bomb and there are no hostages either. 
I'm a YouTuber and my ad just leaked. And he said, I don't believe that we need to search the house. He put me and my roommate in handcuffs and pulled us outside in my underwear. We sat on the curb for three hours while we were waiting for them to search my house. Thank God that my neighbors came outside and they told the police that we were fine. So fuck whoever called the police claiming we had bombs and hostages. It was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life and after that I moved. And that's why I don't go to sleep in my underwear. Because that would happen to me. When people sleep naked, I'm like, girl, so much can happen where it's like, like what if you just accidentally wake up and give someone a show? Or they barge in your room? Mm-mm. Couldn't be me. Can't be sleeping in my underwear. I love how they also didn't ask how many... Ho- like, they didn't ask if there were hostages. They asked how many. Because they, they, they think that little Twinkie James Charles is some crazy villain or, like, the Joker. If James Charles was a villain, he would be, like, him from the Powerpuff Girls who has a tutu on and is so unserious. He would be a really incapable Austin Powersy type of villain. And James, no one has really gone through more on the internet than James Charles. So I'm glad he can just look back at that and laugh. That video had like 28 million views or something. Just fucking hilarious. And I've never laughed at a TikTok, I think, harder in my life. Glad James is okay. Glad he can laugh at it. The one last thing I want to talk about in this kind of more lighthearted section is that Joe Biden said that he is pardoning all prior federal offenses of marijuana possessions. So he is making the whole country lit as fuck. He said, we're all going to hotbox America together and (laughs) saying that simple marijuana possessions are decriminalized and he's moving towards totally decriminalizing the drug. Cheers, round of applause, snaps. This should have happened a long time ago. Joe, good for you for doing this. Um, And I think this is just really like an amazing thing. So the move applies to all of those convicted of simple possessions of marijuana. And that's like tens of thousands, at least, of people who are in jail. I saw a tweet that was like, all these new men are about to be dropping. (laughs) So if you're, you know, about to break up with someone, all these new men are are about to be available. I thought that was kind of like morbidly funny. Um, the housewife, the the housewives. Oh my god, the White House. The way my brain just like reads what it wants to. The White House noted that people of color and white people use marijuana at similar rates, but that black and brown people have been arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportional rates. Mm-hmm. We know how twelve works. That it's fucked up. Glad some justice is being you know at least slightly served. Joe said in a tweet, as I've said before, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Sending people to jail for possessing marijuana has up appended too many lives for conduct that is legal in many states. That's before you address the clear racial disparities around prosecution and conviction. Today, we will begin to right those wrongs. There are thousands of people who have prior federal convictions for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result. My action will help relieve the collateral consequences arising from those convictions. The federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule One substance, the same as heroin, LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. 
And Joe Biden said that that makes absolutely no sense. And I couldn't agree more, Joe. This is such a happy day. This is a big day for Mario lovers and for weed smokers. Gay people, I feel like a lot of us smoke weed. So this is a great day in the gay gaming weed world, which I feel like are all just interconnected. So congratulations to Joe Biden for making that amazing decision. And I'm happy for everyone that's going to affect positively and maybe go to your local dispensary to celebrate. I will probably not be doing that because whenever I do partake, I am basically like temporarily mentally insane and reanalyze my whole life and think everyone hates me and think the world is going to stop spinning and we're all just going to start like falling all over the sky and a nuclear bomb is going to go off. So I, pr- I probably won't partake in that. I'd rather just be drunk and dumb as fuck and just thinking happy thoughts than that or just be sober. I mean, I, I really do not partake in a lot of those very much anyway. I truly have the best time when I'm sober. But once, 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 once in again, I think it's so sometimes helpful to have your brain kind of like think a different way. Is that weird to say? But I feel like drugs like challenge you to do that. And they could be fun sometimes. It's just a, they're just a 4D immersive experience. So maybe one day soon I will partake, but not right now. Something that I am partaking in though, that I just need to update you guys on is my Twitter um, I don't even know how to say it. My thirst Twitter experience. So on my last episode, I told you guys that I started in this really common endeavor that a lot of influencers are doing these days, and that is starting their own OnlyFans account. But that really starts as a Twitter. That's where people blow up. That's where they really start to exploit themselves and really build the demand for their OnlyFans to hopefully make as much as Black China, which whatever her fraudulent numbers were, like twenty million a year or something. So that's what a lot of people are doing right now. I found a whole Twitter page of like everyone on TikTok who is famous on TikTok who also has in OnlyFans. So everyone is doing this right now. So I kind of started to try to do that. And it's been three days. And I just want to tell you guys how it's going and, you know, and, and give you like a real first hand experience of this in case you were wanting to try it out for real. So I've posted about three photos. And my first one I posted, I was just in my. Uh, like my underwear, it was a, it was pretty scandalous. I didn't think I would start so scandalous. I thought maybe I would start with like just flexing my arm or something. But I knew a guy from TikTok who does this, and he has like six hundred thousand followers on Twitter. And he told me he would give me a retweet to kind of kick things off. And he said I should do something that's a little bit attention getting, nothing crazy if I'm not comfortable, but just a little bit. So I was like, okay, fine, I can sport my American Eagle you know, gray boxer briefs trying to look all cute after the gym. So that's what I did. And you guys, I did not expect such a reaction. I don't even think it's because I'm I'm exceptionally like attractive. I don't even think of myself like that. But it got 12,000 likes and almost 700 retweets on the photo. And I was just floored. That like the feeling of so many people just shamelessly objectifying you. There was like, I've gotten hundreds of comments and DMs. I thought I'd be able to just post a photo and be like an an icy bitch and just collect my check, you know, post my nudes and collect my check and do what these OnlyFans people are doing. But it really did take me aback just how shamelessly people were objectifying me in the comments. People were wanting to like 
People were literally offering to buy the underwear I was wearing in the photo. Multiple people were offering me that. Um, people were asking if they, if I can give them money, if they can give me money to meet me in person. People were asking if they can pay money to get with me, if you know what I'm saying. Um, someone was offering to just do anything I want them to do for free. And uh, basically just a, m- a million DMs saying, hey, you're sexy. Hey, I like this part of your body, this part of your body, this part of your body. I was like, oh my God, I'm literally just a piece of meat on here. And if if you're into that and you think you can handle that, I say definitely do it. I think it's a bit weird. I, I was expecting to feel really confident from posting this and getting a reaction like that, but I actually feel kind of weird. And kind of like, I, I'm not taking confidence from this. I But I thought I would. But confident is not the feeling I feel. It's more like nothing. Like, I don't really feel anything. It's not really giving me validation because these are like strangers. They're, they could be so weird. They're probably old ass men who have not, you know, seen a guy in a long time. Like, it's just, I'm not taking any validation from this, which I guess could be a good thing. So I don't rely on that. But anyway, I now in just three days have about 7,000 followers on Twitter and I did. I posted two other photos, and one has five thousand likes, and one has almost eight thousand likes, which is absolutely batshit crazy. So I think if you guys were, th- were thinking about it, I think you should just start small, post maybe like some some cute, just a but just a small small taste, and just see how it goes. Because that little voice in your head may be telling you you're not sexy, you're not good enough. No, you probably are. There's probably a lot of people who are willing to buy what you have to sell. If you know what I'm saying. And it's going pretty good. What I will say, everyone is is very nice. No one's really like saying anything negative, which is great. Um, some people were like, a, a lot of people were saying, well, first of all, there was a few people who were like, I listened to your podcast. I, I know you're from TikTok. Like, well, this is so different for you. And it is. Someone was like, Ariana, what are you doing here? About me. And I thought that was funny. A few old men were like, enjoy your body while you have it. It will be gone in a second. And I was like, oh, oh, damn. Are you trying to like threaten me? I'm just saying that I'm about to get old in like a five seconds or something. I, I plan on being sexy into my old age, like George Clooney. Okay. I plan on aging like fine wine, like Zac Efron. But yeah, besides that, it was very positive, And I encourage you guys to do this and not care what people have to say. Say, I refuse to be shamed for posting these. My mom was actually encouraging me to, to start one like last week because my cousin does OnlyFans right now and she sells feet photos and she only has, I think, three subscribers, but she's making bank from those people who just love her feet. She's made over a thousand dollars. So my mom was like, Patrick, you can probably, my mom calls me Patrick. She was like, you could probably make a killing on that. I was like, oh my God, my mom is Chris Jenner. She says, you're doing amazing, sweetie. She's trying to pit me out. So yeah, just try it. Um, and don't feel shame about it. And I think what we can learn from this whole segment is just to not take life too seriously, to not take yourself too seriously. There's no point in it. If you want to hit a blunt cause it's legal, do that. If you want do drugs, don't care what people say. If you want to take sexy photos and post them online, cause that makes you happy. And you go to the gym all the time and you work on yourself and you don't feel shame about it. And you think showing your body is a beautiful thing. And why not do that? If you want to, be a fan of a video game until you're in, in your 50s and it makes you happy and it's from your childhood and people say it's for kids. Who cares what they say? Fuck them. Do that. 
you want to be a fan of a cartoon that was made for kids and you're going to watch Velma be a lesbian, do that. Be gay. If you, 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 obviously, be gay. If you want to be gay, do that. If you like it and it makes you feel good, there's nothing for people to make fun of. What are they making fun of? You being happy, you harmlessly enjoying your life and seeking pleasure do that don't take life too seriously because guess what you'll never make it out of it alive and one day no one will know you no one will remember you and you should just do whatever the hell you want don't take yourself too seriously and no one to laugh at yourself and find a way to be able to look back at the obstacles in your life like james charles being held at gunpoint and be able to just laugh at it because obstacles in life will inevitably present themselves make lots of noise kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls if that's something you're into when the straight and narrow gets a little too straight, roll up a joint or don't. Whatever you want is what Casey Musgraves was saying. Okay, so I took a little bathroom break when I just finished recording that segment. And while I was in the bathroom, a TikTok came up of these two girls explaining that a lot of artists have canceled their tours or canceled their shows for the next few days. And it's the weirdest, creepiest conspiracy theory. So I thought I would just tell you guys about it. So even my brother came home today and he asked me if I knew why Harry Styles canceled his show in Chicago today. And I said, I have no idea. Did like, did, did he give a reason? Like, why, if, if, like, if you know he canceled it, why don't you know the reason? He was like, he gave no reason. And I said, I have no idea. And then I go online and I see that Justin Bieber postpones his tour. And then I go online and see that Demi Lovato, The Weeknd, Paramore, Sam Fender, Coldplay, and Stevie Nicks all canceled their shows for the next few days in all different places in America. And I'm so like worried and confused. And then I see more people were canceling like rage against the machine. And Sean Mendez recently canceled his tour like, Oh, like a while ago, but it's so interesting that everyone is just canceling their show. And so I was looking up some theories online and these two girls were saying that all of those artists are under the Sony label. So maybe artists against Sony or people who work on the tours who have to work with Sony are going on some kind of strike and don't want to continue doing shows right now. And that could be potentially why. And I didn't even know Harry Styles was going to be in Chicago tonight. And now I just saw other TikToks of all these people being so disappointed that they drove seven hours or flew and got hotels just for him to cancel a few hours before and then give no reason. That's so unlike Harry. That's so unlike any celebrity or artist. What could be going on? Why would they do that? I can't think of any reason that Harry would just cancel three hours before. Like, what is stopping him? Is he sick? Is he... Did his crew quit? Did, did he get stabbed? Like, what's going on with him? And then Demi Lovato and all these people, they're... So, their reason... Some of them did give a reason and it was respiratory illness, but they all just gave the blanket statement of like respiratory illness or they're sick. And that seems really just vague. And obviously this whole episode I've been saying, I'm sick, I feel sick, and I feel it in my lungs a lot. 
like when I was at the gym, I was breathing heavy after like everything. And so I'm like, oh my God, is it COVID? Is something going around again? I'm so scared. Someone else was saying like there's like nuclear threats and big celebrities are have gotten the tip to go get in a shelter so they don't die. And now I'm just thinking everything. Like what is happening? I'm sure there's other celebrities who didn't cancel their shows for tonight and whatever they have going on. But why are all these people canceling their shows? Like obviously there's still gigs going on somewhere with these celebrities, but it's so interesting to me, just all of them canceling. It, that doesn't sit right with me. And I'm like worried. Like, is someone in Russia going to drop a bomb? I don't know. I'm just too anxious for this right now. And lately I've just had like an eerie feeling that something is off. And I thought it's because I was watching too much true crime. Maybe just something is really off. I don't know. And I'm just an empath or something. But I guess YOLO, you, you know, we, we can't really do anything to control that. So let's just vibe until we cannot vibe anymore. But I'm really interesting to when I'm really interested to see when Harry announces why he canceled it and if he's going to reschedule or what's going on. I'm about to see Lizzo in a few weeks, um, nine days in Chicago. So let's see if she's still available to tour. Very interesting stuff here. Maybe I'll make a video about it on TikTok or something or talk about it more in the next episode of Pop Culture University. But that is just so much tea. But until then, I wanted to welcome you to American Horror Story Season 11, and it's called American Horror Story Kanye West. Because as we know, Kanye West has been pulling out all the stunts this week, more than he normally has. You know, he's done some crazy shit in the past, supporting Trump, saying that slavery was a choice, saying all these other outrageous, crazy things. And then the other day, he wore a white, he wore a white Lives Matters shirt to one of his fashion shows, along with Candace Owens, one of the most conservative, insane commentators out there and understandably a lot of people were upset about this but more of the fallout has happened so let's just go over all the celebrities who have piled on to Kanye West for what he's done and Kanye is fighting them back and it has gotten real messy so let's just run through everything so first P Diddy kind of addressed the whole thing and P Diddy is very powerful in the music industry so for him stepping out against Kanye who is his you know they've they respect each other they've worked together a lot it's kind of insane for him to actually raise his voice against Kanye. So this is what happened. He said on a social media video, I'm not about to be addressing every last thing that's going on in the world or on the internet. But the thing I do have to address is this White Lives Matter t-shirt. I've always been there and I always support my brother Kanye as a free thinker. But the White Lives Matter t-shirt I don't rock with. You know what I'm saying? I'm not with it. Right now, all America has planned for us is poverty, incarceration, and death. So before I can get to any other lives matters, which all lives matter, but that black lives matter, don't play with it. Don't wear the shirt. Don't buy the shirt. Don't play with the shirt. It's not a joke. And Kanye actually did not clap back at P, at P. Diddy, or if he did, I did not see it. But I mean, I'm not surprised that he didn't. I feel like that is a fight Kanye may not be able to win, but I totally agree with everything P. Diddy said, and I think he put it very wisely all lives cannot matter until black lives matter and i feel like that was the whole point and kanye actually kind of addressed why he wore the white lives matter shirt and he was saying he does i guess kind of agree with the message of black lives matter but he just said he was wearing the white lives matter shirt because he thinks it's a statement that 
obviously white lives matter and white lives have already have always been treated like they matter. So he thought it was funny. He said that a black man was wearing that and pointing out the obvious. So it's kind of like some reverse psychology, like white lives matter. Cause he was just saying that's what America already thinks. And he was just saying the obvious. I guess I like get what he's saying, but at the same time, the, the messaging just comes across super backwards and disrespectful to a whole movement. And it's not worth it to seem like clever like that. Getting his ideas out like that did not seem like the best way to do it. And I can't, I still can't believe he had the audacity to do that. He's not, he thinks he's entitled to say whatever he wants and he's not. Someone else who called him out is Khloe Kardashian has finally spoken out against Kanye, which is kind of crazy. That's not what I expected, but Kanye West went on some kind of rant on his Instagram about how children are his future and his family, aka the Kardashians, keep trying to brainwash and kidnap his children and not allow him to see them. And everyone was criticizing him for his shirt, but no one came to his side when his family was betraying him and not letting him into his daughter's birthday party because the whole Chicago birthday party fiasco where apparently Kim didn't give him the right address to come to the party. And Chloe finally broke her silence on the whole yay social media thing. And this is what she said in his comments. She said, yay, I love you. I don't want to do this on social media, but you keep bringing it here. You are the father of my nieces and nephews, and I'm trying to be respectful. But please stop tearing Kimberly down and using our family when you want to deflect. Smart. When he wants to deflect. I didn't even think about that. When he wants to deflect, he just puts stuff on the family. He definitely has a lot to deflect about right now as well. She continued, again with the birthday narrative, enough already. We all know the truth, and in my opinion, everyone's tired of it. You know exactly where your children are at all times, and you wanted separate birthdays. I have seen all the texts to prove it. And when you changed your mind and wanted to attend, you came. Like you have pointed out yourself, she is the one taking care of the kids 80% of the time. Please leave her and the family out of it so that the kids can be raised peacefully. I come from a place of love, and I'm happy to continue this conversation privately if you wish." Yeah, Chloe handled that so elegantly. That's exactly what I would say if I, you know, was as wise as Chloe. I think Chloe's so like spiritual and she's really good at um just saying what she wants to in a very understandable way. And she really is right about how how is he about to be mad when Kim is the one who raises the kids 80% of the time? Obviously, you're not going to see them as much if Kim's always the one with them. Like even today Kim was just at um, North soccer game while Kanye was out doing some interviews and causing more havoc on social media for his white lives matter thing. So I think that is just example enough. And I think everything that Chloe said is exactly right. But then Kanye came back at her and said, you are lying and you're all liars. Y'all basically kidnapped Chicago on her birthday so she could remember her father not being there. Trav gave me the address of my child's party. That's how y'all play with black fathers. Also, Y'all threw a party before Psalm's birthday when I was flying back from Japan to be there for his birthday. And the first time I heard about it was seeing the pics of his party online. Also, I should see my children 100% of the time. But since there's a separation, it should have been 50 of the time. Y'all wouldn't have even played with Donda like that in Jesus' name. Donda is his mom. And I don't believe what Kanye's saying in this situation. Because Kim said she had to divorce Kanye because he was always traveling he was always out and about doing all these business ventures she said he was always in wyoming with (laughs) jeffrey or something i'm just kidding but she was saying he was always in wyoming at his ranch working on stuff 
and she couldn't go see him all the time because she had stuff to do of her own and she had to be at the house with the kids. So I'm assuming if Kanye was always away from Kim, he was probably always away from the kids as well. So I can't really believe that because Kim broke up with him because he was always away, he was always with the kids. I'm sorry, Kanye. I can just not take your side in this situation. So that's the whole Chloe drama. I think she just like set her piece and moved on. And I really respect that. Someone else we already talked about last time is Jaden Smith. He had something to say about the whole situation. He was at the show where Kanye was wearing the White Lives Matter jacket. And he said that he just had to get up and leave. He tweeted, I don't care whose it is. If I don't feel the message, I'm out. So he said he had to dip and then tweeted Black Lives Matter. And guess who liked the tweet? Kendall Jenner. So that's another Kardashian that just kind of seems done with Kanye. A lot of people seem to be done with Kanye, including Vogue. He's really big in the fashion world. He's made billions in the fashion world. And after debuting that kind of message at his fashion show, Vogue editor Gabrielle Karifa Johnson, I hope I'm saying her name right. She's a very big editor at Vogue. I don't know if she's like the head or main one or, you know, I don't know if she's like anyone tour, but a very high up upper echelon um, editor at Vogue. And she said that his jacket didn't land and it was deeply offensive, violent, and dangerous. The idea that white supremacy is in danger of extinction is what justifies mass incarceration, murder in the masses, and indeed the advent of slavery. The idea that blackness must be stuffed out for it will supersede whiteness in power and influence if given the chance. And it's so hugely irresponsible to furnish the most dangerous extremists with that kind of fictional narrative. Yeah, I think she put that very correctly and i agree with the horrible implications of what kanye has done and i absolutely think he took it too far especially just disrespecting the fashion world that has embraced him for so long and a lot of his friends work there and then he goes behind their back and like gives them all this bad name by bringing that to his show i totally agree and then instead of being like mature obviously kanye is not but he responded to this editor of vogue gabriella and just started insulting her on social media saying that She's not a fashion person, and you you speak on yay, I'm gonna speak on you, asked Trevor Noah, who he called a racial slur. So he's saying that he'll say the same thing about her. And he said that he knows Anna Wintour hates the boots that she's wearing and she has no style. And he's saying that she's just a fashion industry plant. She doesn't really have the chops that it takes or the fashion vernacular to be as high up in vogue as she is. And she's just the face of the fashion world. She's basically just um like a like a vessel to say. Um, the messages that people behind the scenes at the fashion world want her to say and she's just a puppet and she does not belong where she is and basically just bullying the fuck out of her and literally insulting what she was wearing too like i don't know why he has to come at an older woman and insult what she's wearing i just think that's very fucked up so then that got a lot of people in the fashion world to turn against kanye including Gigi hadid one of the biggest supermodels in the world and she came to defend Gabriella, who I'm assuming she's very good friends with. And she said, Kanye, you wish you had a percent, a percentage of her intellect. You have no idea. If there's actually a point to any of your shit, she might be the only person that could save you. As if the honor of being invited to your show should keep someone from giving their opinion. LOL. You're a bully and a joke. Damn. Damn. I cannot believe she said that. Hell yeah, Gigi, stand the fuck up against him. And like, she could like lose something by coming at Kanye like that. So like, fuck yeah, Gigi, you badass bitch. She said, I'm not letting anyone fuck with me. I'm a supermodel of the world, bitch. Turn to the left. Turn to the right. Kanye can sashay away. So Gigi's a bad bitch for that. 
Hailey Bieber defended Gabriella and uh, went in her Gabriella's comment section and said that, um, like, I'm here for you. I'm on your side, blah, 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 and stuff like that. Julia Fox even posted a photo of Gabriella on her Instagram story. So she's a big model as well. And she's Kanye's ex, his ex-muse. Um, so kind of crazy that she also turned on him. And then Kanye was literally insane. And he fought back at all of them who just came for him. Obviously, he's going to do that. And he said, they want corny ass Gigi Hadid and nose job Haley Baldus to rally behind an obvious Corey Gamble level non-fashion industry plant. So that was his response to everyone. I can't believe he said Haley Baldus. He called her nose job Haley Baldus. He's all because she just supported Gabrielle and said that she's here for her. Kanye is really a menace. He's really Regina George out here. Just causing chaos and then watching the whole hallway just scramble and debacle. That's he like I can't I can't even begin to his audacity to say nose job Haley Baldus. What is she supposed to think about that when she reads that? I I I would I I wouldn't know whether to laugh or cry. Oh my god. He's and then he said corny ass Gigi Hadid. <laughs> he types like someone who just like a preteen who rage quit a video game and he's talking shit about all the people who just killed him. He's the most high school immature just mean girl. Kanye West is a mean petty girl. And he's almost just too good at it. His narcissist level is on a god complex he's absolutely insane so after all those celebrities were dogpiling on him i think he realized he did something wrong and what narcissists then tried to do is try to make themselves not look like the bad guy and give some kind of like superficial weak apology so he posted that gabriella is his sister and he's not going to let people go to bed thinking that i didn't meet with gabriella at 5 p.m today for two hours and we went to dinner together and we talked about the whole thing he said we apologize to each other for the way we made each other feel we actually got along and have both experienced the fight for acceptance in a world that's not our own she disagreed and i disagreed we disagreed at least we both love freddie and fashion what did gabriella have to apologize for why is he gaslighting her like that i'm upset that she apologized i'm kind of pissed off for her i hope he's lying and she didn't because in my opinion she has nothing to say sorry for she was just responding to his obvious plea for attention with the white lives matter and offensive to the cause that affects her directly and what she's so passionate about i feel bad for her that she even had to have lunch with him for two hours that she even had to look in his eyes after that but he probably forced her he was probably all up her ass trying to get her to go and manipulated the shit out of her and unfortunately that's just what narcissists do anyway then vogue put out a statement after his whole thing where he said they apologized and they said vogue stands with gabriella karifa johnson our global fashion editor at large and long time contributor she was personally targeted and bullied it is unacceptable now more than ever voices like hers are needed and in a private meeting with yay today she once again spoke her truth in a way that she felt best on her terms hell yeah i'm glad all these women are not backing down to him i'm glad they're finally getting over him 
I feel like he's just pushed pushed the line too much. It's not even that people are mad at him anymore. They're just they've just given up on him. And that's when you know it's bad when someone doesn't even want to fight you anymore. They've just given up on the whole thing. They told you off. And someone as powerful as Kanye West, people are gonna try to be friends with him and forgive him as much as they can to just stay on his good side. And the fact that these people don't even want his power anymore. They're just saying goodbye. Really says that he's really crossed the line this time. Even with Adidas, who makes billions of and billions of dollars being partners with Kanye, has now said that they are reviewing their contract with Kanye and seeing if they want to continue with him after the whole White Lives Matter thing. They put out a statement that says, The Adidas-Yeezy partnership is one of the most successful collaborations in our industry's history. We are proud of our team that has worked tirelessly throughout our collaboration with Kanye West and the iconic products that were born from it. We also recognize that all successful partnerships are rooted in mutual respect and shared values. After repeated efforts to privately resolve the situation, we have taken the decision to place the partnership under review. We will continue to co-manage the current product during this time. So it seems like they're getting ready to break up with Kanye. They're getting too much bad press from what he's doing. They want to move on another person who's just ready to drop his ass. And his response was, fuck Adidas. I am Adidas in all caps on his Instagram. I mean, how is anyone supposed to work with him? They're not. That's why everyone is leaving him. But it's kind of crazy because Kanye did just end his partnership with Gap as well. And of course, Kanye's a billionaire, but he makes most of his money from these major product lines that he puts out with these apparel and fashion um, houses. Apparently, his Adidas, uh, his Adidas partnership is valued at $3.2 billion, and his Gap partnership is valued at $4.7 billion. And his total net worth is like $10 billion or something. So I, I don't know. It seems like Kanye is just really burning a lot of bridges and kind of self-sabotaging here kind of ruining his whole life, taking away a lot of his success that he's built and a lot of these opportunities for himself and gotten to this superstar, super businessman level. And he's just ruining ruining it because he wants to be a free thinker and say whatever he wants without thinking about the consequences of what he's doing, no matter how powerful he is. Um, so what can we learn from this? I think we can learn that you are not entitled to say whatever you want to say. There's a way to get your thoughts across and a way to even express your political beliefs in a way that is respectful and a way that will come across in a way that can be received by others. And honestly, at the end of the day, you're just not entitled to say everything that's on your mind, unfortunately. And it's just true because a part of being a good human being is just keeping some of those thoughts to yourself, even if you do think them and you're not entitled to not have consequences for what you say so the words you say can and will be held against you and if you don't treat people with respect like you should like everyone deserves from each other things aren't going to work out for you so things you say have consequences you're not entitled to say whatever you want all right well thank you guys for listening to pop culture university today I had such a good time hanging with y'all. I'm so nervous about what is going on with these artists. Why are they canceling their shows and their tours? It makes me very nervous, but hopefully nothing too crazy will happen by Tuesday when the next episode drops and we're all, you know, safe and sound and there's not a new illness going around with the respiratory system or there's not, you know, a nuclear bomb dropped. Um, Hopefully everything is just okay. And I feel like everything will be, as Ariana Grande said, will be all right. Mm, yeah uh, uh, hey 
as long as we decide it, we'll be all all right. And that's just what I'm going to say as the nuclear blast comes my way. And then I'll do the, the choreography to that song and I'll be good. But seriously, thank you guys for listening. Halloween is coming up and I was going to be, I had such a fun Halloween costume idea. I was going to be Kanye West and I was going to mail, I was going to build a clay bust of Pete Davidson's head and walk around with it and like be Kanye beheading Pete in the easy music video. I was obviously not going to like make myself, you know, paint my face brown. I was going to, you know how Kanye did that phase of wearing really creepy masks. I was just going to wear a creepy mask. Those random weird ass masks, like covering the whole face mask. And then I was going to wear a leather jacket and his bat black pants and his rain boots that he always wears. I was going to do that. But now after this whole white lives matter things, I'm like, uh, I like do not want to do that. So now I don't know what I'm going to do for Halloween, but do you have your costume? Do you know what you're being for Halloween? I would love to hear my, I, I always like suck on Halloween. I have these big, I have these big visions and I really get excited about ideas that I could conceptualize and then be for Halloween. And then I realize what I want to be would cost me approximately $700. And I simply am not spending that much on a one night Halloween costume that I'll be, too drunk to remember what even happened and not even have fun so that's not happening i think last year i had all these plans to be someone from the scream movies uh drew barrymore's character and then i just ended up wearing cat ears so yeah that's probably what's gonna happen this year i do have good intentions with halloween though i really do get excited it's like my favorite holiday so maybe i'll consider still being kanye um, I'm so tired. I can't wait to just chill and fall asleep. I There's been a lot of good like reality TV lately. Some reality TV that is not good, though, I'm sorry, is the D'Amelio show on Hulu. It is so boring. And I, I do support the D'Amelios. I want them to be successful. They're fellow TikTokers. I like when influencers get a little bit more successful than people think they will. I think that's fun because I'm (laughs) pro-influencer, but they're so boring. Like, I can't even pretend to like that show. On the Kardashians, you have, like, someone's boyfriend having a kid with someone else, and someone's ex harassing them, and cutting off their new boyfriend's head in a music video, and people doing drugs, and getting cheated on, and constantly having PDA in public, and saying things they shouldn't, and their dad turning into their mom and transitioning. Like, it's just, they're so good at reality te- reality television. Whereas the D'Amelios, you get like, I don't know if I'm ready to record a song today. I don't know if I want to move out. Me and Noah broke up. It's so boring. They, I really haven't seen many cracks of a personality within those two. I, I question why they're famous and successful. I really do. I kind of believe the conspiracy theory that they were just pushed by TikTok to be the nice, agreeable faces of TikTok. So they have good like brand representation. I fully agree with that because I like they're they're nice. They're they're great. Like nothing personal. I think they, you know, deserve happiness and everything. I'm just saying like in the terms of entertainment world, I am not entertained. And that's the industry that they are in. So I think they need to do better. They need to make some. St- they need to craft some fake storylines for that show to just heat things up. So I don't recommend the Demelia show if you haven't watched it. 
you can literally Google what happened and read two sentences and you'll be all caught up. It's really not that important. But yeah, I am so tired. I am like feeling sick too. I'm so just, I feel like I have so much to think about lately that that is also weighing me down. I feel like I have so much to do that I'm just like stuck. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even know like where to start. I have like seven things that I promised I would get done by tomorrow. So we'll just see how that goes. Um, But I will just take one step at a time, like Jordan Sparks said. And I encourage you all to do the same. No matter how many obstacles are in your way or how much much life is throwing at you, if you think your plate is too full right now, if you think you have to take the, you know, every journey of a thousand miles starts with one little step. So that's what you should do. And so I'll just take out one thing at a time. I have to like sign a contract tomorrow. And I just have to like think about it a lot. So that's kind of like what I'm thinking about. And then like do a brand deal and then make a video and edit stuff. So I will just get to work on that. And I'm just like ranting at this point. But I will see you guys on Tuesday, hopefully, if peace is kept in the world. I'll see y'all on Tuesday. But until then, have an amazing weekend. Try not to get sick. And I love y'all. Okay, class is dismissed. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.